Today I want to talk about it's been long enough. It's been long enough. Is there anything in your life today you look at and you're like, it has been long enough? Anybody? Anybody? Well, if you are not in one of those situations, you will probably be in one of those situations soon where you're looking at something you're like, man, I've been in this long enough. And although times are changing around us quickly, and it seems as morals and values seem to be d- diminishing uh, those that are uh, in, al- in align with the word of the Lord, although all those things are happening, how many of you know today that God is still moving in the middle of the chaos? And we, the church, we must be a people that we know how to walk in faith. We need to understand that so often our greatest victories are birthed during our greatest trials. Amen. And I want to read today in Joshua chapter 1. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go after or go, go over this Jordan and you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. He said, I said it to Moses, and it's still true. I'm saying it to you. Verse 4, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy chapter 2. And the Lord spoke to me saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Amen. You have skirted. You've walked around. You've climbed up and down. You've moved around. You have skirted this mountain long enough. Somebody say long enough. Come on, say it again. Long enough. I've been fighting this long enough. I've been going in circles long enough. I've been crying long enough. I've been hurting. I've been frustrated long enough. I've been tired long enough. I've been searching long enough. And now I just feel like something is breaking in my life. Anybody there? In this passage in Deuteronomy, I want to make a couple of notes before I pray because the the word says that they are on Mount Seir. And God said, You've been there long enough. When looking at the word, the name Mount Seir, you will find one of the meanings uh, of the mountain is the rough place. He said, you've been in a rough place too long. Rough place, Mount Seir, it's a place of breaking. It's a place known for breaking down. Probably if we were to rename it today, it would be called Breakdown Mountain. It's a place where few people made it out to the other side. And this passage that I read, the first in Joshua, get this. It says the Euphrates River. In Hebrew, it means, Euphrates means breaking forth. 
like a mighty river. If we were to rename it today, it would probably be called Breakthrough River. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of breakdown and I'm ready for breakthrough. I said, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being on Breakdown Mountain. I'm ready to jump in Breakthrough River this morning. Come on, will you just raise your hands with me? Let's just pray. Lord, right now, speak to us today. Lord, I declare there's a breakthrough spirit in this room. Lord, right now, let the words come forth. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. And I pray that as the word goes forth today, that it falls on the hearts and souls of people who are ready to receive it. And may it be like fire in our bones. We love you today. And the church said amen. Amen Amen and amen. This morning, I want to speak to those in the waiting. I want to speak to those who've been praying. I want to to speak this word to those in that season of waiting because for different people, people look at waiting differently. I can't wait to get to heaven because there will, in heaven, there will be no waiting rooms. Somebody should shout. No more waiting rooms. Have you been to the ER lately? Whew. I love them people. I don't see how they do it. But whenever you're sick and you got to wait, it's no fun. Waiting. People look at waiting seasons differently. Waiting can bring development. Waiting can bring education. It can, it can, it can make you think a new way. It can make you see things, revelations that you've never seen before. Waiting, it can produce a spirit of perseverance. We in America, we have lost our coping skills. Can I get an amen? You get my meal wrong, I'm going to jump down your throat. You cut me off, it's over. We don't know what to do with a bad day. We have a bad day and we need medication. No, you just had a bad day, babe. You're going to be okay. Can I get an amen? We all have a bad day every once in a while. Ain't that right? Just call on the name of the Lord. You're going to make it. But in this society, we, 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 we've lost the spirit of perseverance. We've lost our coping skills. But also, it's important to note that in the waiting season is when Satan begins to plant seeds of doubt in our mind. He will speak words into your ear while you're waiting on the Lord. And while you're waiting on the Lord, he will creep into your mind and start to create worry and fear. And in this season that God is trying to develop you in, Satan is trying to put you down. He's trying to downcast you. He's trying to tear you apart. And in the the waiting, we we will often ask questions like, God, when are you going to move? Anybody ever asked that one? God, when are you going to open that door? God, when am I going to see the healing? God, when am I going to feel the provision that you have promised me? But it's also in the middle of the waiting when Satan is whispering, but you keep pushing forth. It's in the middle of the waiting for those that are in the body of Christ. It's right in the middle of waiting that, 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 that things begin to shift, that, 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 that the chains begin to break, that, that, that the walls begin to fall, all for the favor of the bride, all in favor of the church. Amen. It's right in the middle of the waiting that things begin to shift. And 
And I want to take a look at these two passages this morning because here the Israelites have found themselves. It seems like their whole life has been a season of waiting. They have heard the promise that God gave to Moses. They have heard the promises throughout the years and now for some hundreds of years they're still looking for these promises. Let me tell you this, it, 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 it was an old promise but it was a God promise. And whatever God promises, who in the house knows this morning, if God promised it, it shall come to pass. It may be an old promise, but it is still a God promise. You may have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you shall see it if he said it. There may be tears along the way. There may be broken hearts along the way. But if he promised it, you shall see it today. It may be an old promise, but it's still a God promise. Amen? To get the full scope of where they are in Joshua, we need to look back at where the Israelites have been. Because how many of you know sometimes before you move forward, you've got to remember where you came from? Sometimes we cannot move into our next because we have no gratitude for where we have been. Sometimes our next is just hinging on us finding some gratitude for what God is doing now instead of looking for what he's doing tomorrow. And in Deuteronomy chapter 2, looking at where they've been, he said, then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea. As the Lord spoke to me, and we skirted Mount Seir for many days. Just a reminder, here they are, Mount Seir. I said earlier, it means a rough place. It's breakdown mountain. Don't come to Mount Seir unless you are ready for a fight. Don't start climbing that mountain because a breakdown is almost inevitable when you get into that territory. So don't be caught off guard by rough seasons. Don't be caught off guard when you have to deal with breakdowns along the way. Because how many of you know breakdowns are no fun? Anybody? I was mowing yesterday and my lawnmower is still in my yard because it broke down on me. The thing literally just shut down on me. I can't move it. I can't push it. Nothing. It broke, break, breakdowns are no fun especially when your breakdown is in your front yard and everybody's driving by and can see that you've been broke down. <laughs> Breakdowns are no fun because it's, 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 it's been proven time and time again that often in those seasons, God is trying to change the trajectory of your life when you are in a breakdown. Anybody ever been there? I love it in that passage, chapter two, verse one. It says, the Lord spoke to me. He spoke to his servant in the rough place. He spoke to his servant right in the middle of a breakdown. And so often it's in those seasons of breakdown and trial and rough places. It's in those seasons that people, us, us human beings, we will retreat. We'll get quiet. We, 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 we don't want to talk to people. And uh, all of a sudden our minds start wandering. But Satan still has not figured it out that it's actually in the rough seasons when God is actually speaking to his people. Satan likes to get us on 
of Mount Seir. He likes to get us in a rough spot, but, but he's so ignorant because after all of these years, he still has not figured it out that it's actually in the rough seasons that he's trying to get us in. That's where we figure out who is for us and who's against us. It's in the rough seasons we find clarity. It's in the rough places that God is still speaking. And when I look back over my life, I rejoice today that all of my rough seasons, God was not quiet, but God was speaking. Aren't you thankful for a God that even in the dark, dry, rough places, that we serve a God that is still speaking to his people today? The word said, and the Lord spoke to me saying, you have skirted this mountain long enough. You've been wandering long enough. You've been depressed long enough. You've been on breakdown mountain long enough. You've been alone all by yourself long enough because sometimes God will let you be by yourself so he can get you to himself. When the Lord says long enough, you better get ready because it's about to be a good day. When the Lord looks at your situation and says, it's been long enough, you better start packing your bags because God is about to start moving some things in your life. When God says long enough, when the Lord says it, you've been, in, you've, been, you've been in the long enough, something is about to shift. Something is about to break. There's about to be a door opening. And I want to declare to the people of Legacy Church today, it's been long enough and there's some things about to break in your life. Long enough. God is more than enough because he knows when it's been long enough. He's more than enough because he knows it's been long enough. I don't know about you, but this morning I was praying and as I was going over this message, I feel a long enough spirit in the room today. I feel like God is looking over Legacy Church and he said, you have been in that stage long enough. You have skirted, some of you, you've skirted around some issues that you should have already addressed long enough. You've been sick long enough. You've been bitter long enough. Your house has been a wreck long enough. Your marriage has been on the rocks long enough. You've had a bad attitude long enough. And now the Lord is here and he is saying, enough is enough church that's where they were they had been through skirting around and now in Joshua chapter 1 verse 2 the Lord speaks and says hey you know the guy that's been leading you Moses is dead thanks a lot Lord we've been in this journey for Hundreds of years, we've been, we've been looking for the promised land. And now we've been waiting to see this promise. We've been, we've been journeying. And now you want to tell us the one you put over us is dead? It doesn't get much worse than death. He didn't have the flu. He didn't have the swine flu. He didn't have COVID. He was dead, y'all. And the Lord said, Guess what? Sorry, my servant Moses, he's dead. And as great as Moses was, I mean, he's all in the Old Testament. 
He's in the Faith Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest leaders. He's one of those that we teach our kids about. As great as Moses was, he still had an expiration date. Don't ever think you're so great that you can't be replaced. (laughs) He was no longer around. And as great as he was, he was still seasonal. (laughs) He was seasonal and his season was over. Seasons, they come and go. You go to Hobby Lobby, they're about to put out Christmas, I guarantee it. <laughs> Seasonal, just come and go. <laughs> Buy it next week, it's 50% off next week. It's seasonal. Moses was seasonal. He, he, he was in a season and it was over. He's no longer around. He's no longer leading. Seasons changed, but the promise was still in place. Get this, seasons don't change promises. I said seasons will not change promises. Hardships don't change the promise. Tears don't change the promise. A divorce will not change his promise. Breakdowns will not change the promise. Times of uncertainty, dark seasons, they do not change his promises. You should praise the Lord on that one. The season shifted, but the promise is still in place. The leader's gone, but the promise is still there. The, the, the leader's gone, but the word was spoken and it's still there. His season was over. Can't you imagine all these people that had been following him for years? By this time, they're acting like a bunch of church people. You know how church people are. How are we going to make it? I have no idea where we're going. Who's going to preach on Sunday? Oh, no. The lead vocalist is here. Is not here. I can't worship. What are we going to do? Who's going to preach? Who's going to lead? And I'm certain that one of those little church people, how dare they, was saying, I know what the Lord spoke to Moses. So if Moses is dead, does that mean that his promises are dead too? Moses had died, but the promise was still living. It was waiting for somebody to get on it and hang on to it. But how often do we, the church, the people of God, how often do we miss our necks because we choose to stay where God was instead of moving to where God is? How often do we miss a harvest? How often do we miss a move that was like a twinkling of an eye and it was like, listen, I'm opening a door but when this door closes, it's not going to open. How often do we miss it because we choose to be where God was instead of moving to where God is? We want to worship like we used to worship. I don't want to be pushed outside of my boundaries. Probably there may be people in the room that this morning, this made you feel a little uncomfortable. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going back to that place again. I don't know. They they just kept singing, holy, holy, holy. I don't know if I can handle it or not. You better get ready for heaven because heaven's going to get on your nerves one day. I, 
just, I want to worship like we used to worship. Uh, we, 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 we want to stay with what we know. We don't want to, we don't want, God, please don't stretch us into this season. No, no. Moses is dead. It's a rough thing to follow what does not live. It's no fun following the dead. So often we find ourselves following dead things, dead relationships, dead dreams, dead religions, dead churches, dead groups, dead visions. And so many of us, we want to hold on to what happened long ago in the good old days whenever grandma would testify and and then they miss what God is doing right in the now. Moses was the leader of his day. Seasons had shifted. Honor, celebrate, remember those people, but don't live in it. Live in the now. Pray right in the now. Sow into the now. Plan for tomorrow. Get this. God's plan for you will require change. Look at your neighbor and say, told you. Who in here just loves change? That's what I thought. Listen, God has never had a plan that did not require change. Think about it. It's not, a, it's not a revelation. It's not a plan if you can stay the way you are. God's plan will always require you to change something. And here God used Moses, but now God was bringing up a man named Joshua. Why? Because something is about to change. What got us here cannot get us there. And Joshua, you look at his name. Joshua means God is my salvation. God is my deliverer. They were going to the promised land, and they needed somebody for their next. They needed something for the next. You you need to get this because, because sometimes God will allow a thing to die to get you to where he wants you. Whew. I wish somebody told me that five years ago. God will allow a thing to die. Slam the casket. Shut the door to get you to where he wants you in the now. And now here is Joshua. You know God is my deliverer, the man that's about to lead the nation to the promised land. And God begins to tell the people, look, look, I know you're worried about Moses and I know you're mourning, but listen, everything I told Moses you're about to see through this man. He said, why? Because my promises never fail. He's telling his people, look, I'm about to do something so great. I'm about to do something so powerful that you will know without a shadow of doubt that you got to where you are today because of me. He said, I'm even going to put it in your, in your leader's name. I'm giving you God is my deliverer. So, 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 so he said, I'm going to do some incredible things. I'm going to make some walls fall for you. I'm going to, you, you are literally going to watch your 
your enemies fall before you. And when people ask you how, you are going to be able to say nothing except God is my salvation and God is my deliverer. I don't know how it happened, but he delivered me. He saved me. I don't know about you, but I'm believing that same thing for Legacy Church today. I declare that God is about to do some amazing things that's going to make your head spin. And guess what? And The only thing we'll have to do is stand up and talk and sing about the goodness of God and declare, God is my deliverer and God is my salvation. I don't know how it happened, but God saved me. I don't know how it happened, but God delivered me. I thought it was good back then. I thought it could not get any better. But just look at what the Lord is doing in me now. Just look at what the Lord is doing today. He is my deliverer. Anybody thankful for that today? God spoke to Joshua and said, every place that the sole of your footsteps is yours. It's yours. Just put your foot down. I'm going to give it to you. He said, as I said to Moses, my word is still true. Come on, my soul. Don't you get tired on me now. He said, I'm telling you. He said, even from the wilderness of the Lebanon, as far as the Euphrates River, it's yours. What does that mean for the church today? What does that word mean for legacy church? Let's be real specific. For us, legacy church today, let me tell you what it means. It means... It's time to put your foot down. Anybody have a mama that put her foot down? What? That's what's wrong with y'all. Anybody have a daddy that when he put his foot down, you straightened up. And here we are, the church. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if they can be saved. God, can you really do that here? No, let me tell you something. It's time the church learns how to put her foot down. The church has got to rise up in faith and put her foot down and declare, every promise that you have spoken, I will see it. Devil, I don't care what you say today. I shall see it. Devil, I don't care what lie you whispered to me. I'm not getting depressed today. Devil, I don't care what you said about my husband. My marriage will survive. Devil, I don't care what you said about my kids. Guess what? They are coming to the cross this year. I don't, you got to learn to put your foot down. Quit tiptoeing through the tulips. Put your foot down. Not today. You will not win today. I know his word. I know what his word says. Put your foot down. He said, I'll give you from the wilderness. Somebody say wilderness. Ben, help me out. He said, I'm going to give you to the wilderness. It's wilderness because no one has been in it yet. 
He said, I'm going to give you the wilderness. It's wilderness because no one has tamed it yet. No one's claimed it. No one's cultivated it yet. It's wilderness because it's uncharted territory. He said, but whenever you learn how to put your foot down on the promises, he says, I'm going to give you places I'm going to give you dreams. I'm going to give you visions that no one has ever had or seen before. He said, from the wilderness, place that nobody's been all the way to the Euphrates River, the word said. The Euphrates River, as I mentioned before, means breaking forth. He said, from the wilderness all the way to Breakthrough River. Get this. John 7, 38 says, he who believes in me As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. In other words, out of his belly shall be like the Euphrates. It shall be like a river bursting forth. He said, if you believe in me and what the scripture has said, there is breakthrough inside of you. He said, there is breakthrough inside of you. And so often, when the church, when we start looking for a breakthrough, we start looking around us. I want to see the signs. I want to see this happen. Lord, if it's a breakthrough, this is going to happen. But a breakthrough is an inside job. You'll have a breakthrough on the inside of you before you ever see anything on the outside of you. And whenever you feel that breakthrough on the inside of you and everybody else is looking at you like, no, no, that's not a breakthrough. No, you hang on to that word and you know that there is something bursting on the inside of you and one day you'll be able to see it. The problem is we've been looking to the wrong places. We've been asking the wrong people for a breakthrough. The problem is too many Christians started building a house on Mount Seir and forgot about the promise of the Euphrates. We settled down in the rough spot. We settled down in the breakdown mountain. We started, well, I guess it was just meant to be. Anybody ever said that one? Well, I guess it'll be like that until we die. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to stay here. Break down mountain. But let me tell you something this morning. I feel a long enough spirit presence in this place today. Anybody else feel it? You just feel like it's long enough. I feel it in the house today. And like I said earlier, when God says long enough, You better start packing your bags because change is coming. I felt the Lord tell me we are in a temporary season. It's temporary. You've been skirting around this breakdown long enough. You've been walking around it long enough. The Spirit is about to push the church off of the mountain into the Breakthrough River. I feel it. 
skirting around it, Lord. What do we do now, Lord? What do we do now? Lord, when are you going to provide? Lord, when's the door going to be open? Lord, when are you going to send us that person? Lord, Lord, when are we going to have enough money to do this? Lord, I hear it. I feel it in my spirit. He's saying it's temporary because guess what? I am pushing the church. I am pushing the bride out of the rough season. And I am pushing them into a breakthrough season. I've, I've, been, I've been broke down. I've been busted and disgusted long enough. Anybody there? I'm ready for a breakthrough. Anybody there? I've been depressed long enough. I've lived in fear long enough. I've been depressed long enough. I've been anxious long enough. I've had a bad attitude long enough. I've lived in fear. I've lived in lack of faith long enough. But guess what? Now I am ready for a breakthrough. I am ready for that chain to break. I am ready for that wall to fall. I'm tired of skirting around it. I want it today. If that's you, would you just put your hands together and say, Lord, I'm ready for a breakthrough. Come on, would you just stand upon your feet with me today?